Hey guys, it's Alex uh, here with Mouthwash and I'm with Abe and Mackenzie again. Um, yeah, what's up guys? Nothing much, hey man. Um, yeah, so this is the this is the second episode of uh, season two. Um, one of the ones that I think all of us are most excited about. Um, I actually wasn't um, on this episode. I wasn't here to interview the guests. I was in uh, Barcelona for a little bit, um, but it was really cool to kind of like hear you guys talk to both Chris and Jonathan Schoonover, who are people that I think all of us have really looked up to for a long time. Um, but it, it was cool because like, um, like I've been on every episode of the podcast that we've released so far, and it was awesome to like listen to you guys talk to them um, about things and, and kind of listen back almost as like a guest. Um, but yeah, like I, I think they were like probably one of the it was like it was a great interview i mean it was awesome to like hear them talk about yeah. some of their journeys and i think what they've gone through yeah i think for the last like i know since we started this podcast there were some of the guests that we really wanted to get on so whenever they were down i think we were all kind of inside really excited um just because we admire their work and they're kind of the ogs of kind of like the creative um instagram has brought out um and like i say that in like not in a demeaning way, but like in the like most, you know, complimentary way. Um, so I hope they don't take offense to that. But yeah, I just really admire their work and the way they constantly push each other and um, they do constantly different setups and work with different people. Um, so it was just in interesting to hear them uh, personally talk about their background and how uh, it affects their work and just how they keep continuing to push each other. Yeah, I think I think it was cool too because they're I don't think they're like overly personal on Instagram, which is like totally cool. Like they just share their work. Um, but you know, as you guys were talking to them, they just seem like great guys, you know, like just brothers hanging out in New York and making really cool stuff. Um, you know, I think I just think like there was like a there was almost like a side to it where it was like, Oh, this is normal and great <laughs> yeah it was really cool to talk to them and just like get a little sense of their humor and their personality just because their online presence is a little bit like stoic and like more serious so yeah they're just I was super stoked that we got them on the podcast it was awesome talking to them they're people I've looked up to for super long and the fact that we could get both of them together versus just one or the other just because I feel like we kind of collaborate with photographers and with each other a lot and to hear how they do it as brothers and like just hear the kind of story behind that was super cool so yeah it was a really awesome episode yeah and, and to just like there was like a peace of mind there to know that they even they were like yeah it's like this is our work and this is what we do but like there was a lightheartedness to it where it's like oh you guys don't you guys aren't like cutthroat like maybe someone like maybe somebody might assume or things like that like they were just super normal and and like i think like really great um yeah to talk to and it really shows like through their work as well in a way it makes you like like them and appreciate them more totally yeah no they're great um but yeah like i said i i really enjoyed listening to this episode and i think uh all you guys will as well um but yeah uh, so like i said uh uh, Mackenzie and uh, Abe were the ones hosting this one, did an awesome job. Uh, I think this is something you guys are going to really enjoy. So enjoy episode two. I look down definitely on the stuff that I made and stuff like that, but I know why I did it. So it's not really that big of a deal. If you're not looking down on the stuff that you made before, then you're not really moving on. You're listening to the Mouthwash Podcast.
Hey guys, we're super stoked to have you. This is our second episode of our second season. Um, last week we talked, it was just me, Abe, and Alex trying to kick off the season a little bit. We have a bit of a new structure this season as on our last season, I wasn't really part of the podcast, so I'm excited to be able to jump in this season and get to talk to more of our guests. So we're super stoked to have you guys. Thanks. We're psyched to be here. Thanks for having us. Now, guys, is this y'all's first podcast or is something you've guys done before? Um, it's I think it's our first one like this. Yeah. First I've, time for me. Uh, yeah. Period. That was Jonathan. He's the. Does he does he have a deeper voice? You tell me. I they're, think it's pretty similar. They're kind of similar, but I would say John's is a little bit deeper. Yes. <laughs> All right. Nice. Who's, who's the elder brother? Uh, me, Chris. Chris's. Wait, that sounded like John's voice. Now I'm confused. Yeah, I changed, <laughs> I changed the way I was like holding my chest. <laughs> I just respected myself a little bit and I said my name. Just sat up a little straighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, how about you guys tell us where you are right now, where you're from, a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, we're from, uh, this is Jonathan. We're from uh, South Jersey. Um uh, called Hamilton, uh, New Jersey. It's blueberry capital of the U.S. Uh, we grew up there and went to college around there. Um, yeah, and, and I think, uh, I, you know, I moved up here into New York for grad school to go to SVA, and then Chris came shortly after, I think within the year of me moving up here. Did you guys yeah. both go to undergrad together? Uh, no, I went to undergrad at the school named Stock. Uh, Stockton University, um, and Chris went to. Rowan. I went to Rowan University. Um, I think did you graduate two years after I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so I graduated in 2010, and that's where I stopped going to school. And Jonathan kept on <laughs> and went to SVA. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, we're both educated. <laughs> Good. What did you guys major in? Um. I graduated uh, with a BA in advertising. Um, I pretty much, I had no idea what I wanted to do when I went into the community college. And um, I went in, they're like, I said, I don't know what I want to do. And they said, you have to know what you want to do. And I was like, okay. So I opened their book of programs and I flipped through and I was like, this looks fine. It was, it was in the A section. And I was like, yeah, that's good. Do this one. And I, did advertising. I did that for four years and that's how I've lived my life ever since. <laughs> Just opening a book of options. Yeah. 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 I'm like, this is fine. Uh, like, right. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, I, I always went for photo. Um, I went to undergrad for ph- uh, photography and then I got my master's at SVA in uh, photography video and like ren- lens related media. I think it's called now or something like that. So yeah, I was always sort of, sort of delusional, you know, just kept going for it that's pretty awesome though um i don't rarely hear a lot of people like from the get-go they just know that uh photography is what they want to do for the rest of their life so it's pretty pretty cool that you you knew for pretty early on yeah jonathan uh started photographing when he was like 15 or 16 or something with our mom's camera and um i used to have hair in in those days (laughs) and uh, i would actually model for him occasionally uh I was gorgeous. He was a cutie. Hey, you guys should look uh, back. Yeah. yeah, if you can check out his early days of his Flickr account, um, 
but, uh, yeah, so I didn't really have that much interest. My interests uh, were in a lot in music and uh, I like design, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was kind of, I, I feel like I was a little bit of a late bloomer as far as like knowing uh, what I really liked or or what I really wanted to do because I, I don't know that I really cared that much so <laughs> mm-hmm. was there ever a point in time or something that just made you go all into photography um honestly uh so it, it I, I hate mentioning this but it is just like a part of my story but I, I got married when I was like 23 and I was living uh up in central New Jersey doing a design job in like Princeton and uh during that time um we actually got we we got divorced and she left and um that sort of sparked this interest like just trying like as a stress relief almost like i got really into like instagram just trying to keep my mind off of things you know and at first i was just taking pictures of like you know just like everybody was like mountains and stuff and i these are cool and I did a few trips and and took some photos and um I started to challenge myself like sort of just to keep my mind off of things because if anybody I'm I don't know if either of you have been through something like that but it's it's almost like just anything to like distract yourself you know it's like therapy or something but it's a pretty painful thing so I don't know. I was kind of just on autopilot doing this thing. And I was like finding a little bit of joy in it, yeah. um, kind of pulling it out. But um, yeah, and it was great. And it, it was a, it was a time of like sort of discovery. And I think I was like kind of like reinventing like what I, what I was doing, you know, and just having fun with it. And I think people probably thought it was like silly how much I was doing it, but uh, cause, and I look back at the photos, I was like, oh yeah, it was silly. Like it was, it was a really, goofy, like the things I was taking pictures of was, it was stupid and, uh, but it was fun and I was, it was distracting and a good time. And over after that, I started to like, sort of, uh, realize that I like taking pictures of people and, um, it just added this other dimension to the photos and, um, yeah, so that's, yeah i think um i feel like as artists a lot of people um especially a lot of the the really good ones which both of you guys are go through something some sort of conflict in their life whether it be relationships or um i mean anything and they come from it with and uh and really like take something positive out of whether it's focusing more on a craft and refining it or you know just you know, whatever it may be. Um, so it's interesting you say that. Um, yeah, I think it's cool that you guys kind of, you're both still shooting and in that world, but you got to that path totally different ways. So John, you kind of always had an interest in it. You were 15 shooting photos of Chris and other things. And Chris, you had this like more of like a life, like turning point and you kind of used Instagram and photography as like coping for that. So it's, it's cool now that you guys work together in that. So at what point did those paths start to cross and you guys are like, Hey, maybe we should like start trying some stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, it, our, our sort of, uh, 
record of collaborating, I think started, I mean, we're, we're always, we were in a band together, I think from when I was like 13 or 14 until honestly, until when I moved to, to, um, to New York to go to school because, uh, it was three brothers in the band. It's kind of, kind of hard to break up a band of guys that actually like are related and we actually liked each other. So, um, so that's like, there's a history of that. So I think when, when we moved here, um, I don't know. It just kind of made sense. It just was sort of honestly a continuation of what we've been doing. We just we just have always done creative stuff together, or had a part in it, you know. Or you know, I'd be on a shoot, Chris Chris would be lighting, or I'd be lighting Chris's shoot, or we'd be shooting together, you know, making the content at the same time, making photographs together. So you know, it was just, it was it was a natural thing. It just kind of we never even really thought about it. I don't think it just kind of it was just a continuation. Yeah. So how similar would you guys say y'all's personalities are? Because uh, me and my brother couldn't be any more different. Uh, like he is completely different than I am, lives in a farm, like very Republican. Um, so I, I just can't imagine like working with him every day or not every day, but just often because we're so different. Um, you think personality, you know, has a, has a big role in why it works? Um, I, I think we're similar in a lot of ways, but I think, I think we're still, we still have very different views on, uh, on art. I think maybe early on more so, but, um, Jonathan, especially with like schooling and everything, like he, he was very theory based and, uh, and I think I came at, at this, uh, maybe from more of an art direction approach and just like aesthetically, not that he doesn't, but I think that's more what I just think about in general. I don't know if I apply a whole lot of meaning to my, my work. Um, but I think it, it meshes, it actually works together really well. Cause we, it ends up rounding out the work because, um, and we don't do everything together, but I, I think, um, you know, the, the work that we do make together, like there's just, you have a second head thinking about different things with the photos and be like, Oh, I think that's really cheesy. And, <laughs> or, or what, whatever, you know, and we usually have pretty similar thoughts, but it, it, uh, I don't know. It just makes stronger work and you have, you have somebody backing you up. Like usually like I'll just have Jonathan on one of my shoots for moral support. And I think like <laughs> the same thing otherwise because uh although i think the work comes off maybe with a confidence like it is actually really funny like how many times like we're like dude what do i do here you know like and and that kind of brings me back to our childhood we just have each other's backs and um you know when we were younger we would just make these like goofy videos and like um yeah, we played music and like, I don't know, we've just always been able to uh, get along for the most part. We, you know, there are times and there are a few times during our creative careers, we kind of screamed it out at each other and like, but I think we actually solved a lot of the issues that, that we were, we were fighting about um, creatively, especially the projects we worked on together uh, about crediting and like all the, all this random dumb stuff that doesn't even matter. 
Um, so that's how we came to the conclusion. We're like, all right, everything that we do together, we're just going to credit both of us as, you know, we photographed it together and that's it. And mm -hmm. it's putting aside your ego is, yeah. is like a necessary thing when you're, when you're collaborating, you know what I mean? It's not about the ego. It's not about the individual. It's about the work you're making. So, you know, and that's because we like each other in the first place. So it's yeah. not too hard. And there definitely have been times where we maybe don't talk for like a week or something, you know, because we're just like kind of fuming and talking to our wives and like, you know, they're like, you guys are being stupid, you know, and, uh, and you know, but Pulling like, back it, to reality. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah. And even, I think we're just at the point, like we, we just love each other and, and, you know, even if we fight, we, there's an understanding that it's going to not it's not gonna it's not gonna cause any lasting lasting rift or anything like that you know it's always gonna heal itself so yeah so it's 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 easy enough totally that's awesome um so going back to something you mentioned chris about when you were photographing on instagram and looking back and saying oh it's like kind of stupid what you're shooting it's funny because we um me alex and abe have kind of talked about that like looking all the way back at what we were shooting and it's kind of like this like funny reminiscent like what the heck were we doing these like classic instagram shots and so for that like that moved into more purposeful work for you and more like conceptual work and there's this whole like instagram style photography and i feel like both of you guys became kind of like icons in like the instagram photograph world and so like at what point is that like okay now I'm transitioning into like more professional work, like offline. Cause obviously like just shooting Instagram photos is where you started. So like, what was that transition? Like what, like how did your style remain the same or different as you kind of, like, moved off of that platform? You want to, yeah, sure. I, I, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Cause I feel like I had a, I had a firsthand, like look at like the view of Instagram stuff, uh, especially going to grad school. You know, because you're in there with a bunch of artists, and I, it was me and like one one other guy who was who ended up being a really good friend of mine, and we were sort of more working on like, um, uh, not just well, I was working on Instagram, but not um, like more commercial stuff, sort of on the side and in like an art uh, sense. People look at that as sort of like you know, oh man, I can't believe like you're shooting commercially or whatever. But me and this guy realized that we we needed to have a career after we were done. You know. Uh, school so but but at the same time as we're going on Instagram because I think something Chris and I realized early on was that Instagram is is an easy marketing tool you know what I mean it's 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 a way to get your work out there and and I was telling people in school like it's actually foolish not to be doing something like this because it's like a it's potentially a bubble so jump on it you know while you can you get your work out there get known you know but you know I post things that were sort of more geared towards what Instagram, what I thought Instagram would like, you know what I mean? Um, you know, so it was kind of fun work or whatever. And, and, and I've found myself transitioning out of it cause I just don't like really like that style anymore, but also I don't really want to shoot for what I think other people will just like. I just want to make work that, that I made, you know, that it was, it was kind of this push to sort of get more of a following and get people looking at my work. And then, then I sort of made the switch, uh, to sort of just shooting whatever I, whatever I want, you know? So it's a cool thing, you know, and, and I even looked, looked down definitely on the stuff that I made and stuff like that, but I know why I did it. So it's not really that big of a deal to me. Um, but you know, if you're not looking down on the stuff that you made before, then you're not really moving on. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. 
And for me, uh, this is Chris, and um, uh, for me, it was sort of just learning. You know, I at first I really didn't care. I was just having fun, and like just taking pictures of things around my house that I thought were cool looking. And then when I started to like get followers, I was kind of a little confused. Honestly, I was like, oh, this. And I think it like it really became like like sort of I don't know it was interesting and, and I was really like during that time I, was, I I think I had just you know during that time I the divorce had happened and and it kind of threw me through a loop and like reset my whole world so honestly I you know I would do things like I would drive to Maine at twelve o'clock on a Friday night and get there and like shoot in the morning and drive back and it's like you know, like doing crazy things I would never normally do, like by myself. I don't like going places by myself. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. It was just like I was learning and like totally like doing things I would never do. And, and I, I've just started to care more about it, I think. And uh, I guess a year after the divorce, um, I actually got fired from my job um, oh. that I was working and that that was like uh i announced that i went into full-time photography <laughs> like that like that day uh and that's how it started and and i had been you know i had been thinking about leaving this job but i just feel like i never would have done it if that didn't happen and it was kind of a weird circumstance and um but i don't know i was just like i don't know i lost like pretty much all of my things that I, that there were to lose, you know, I lost, I lost my relationship. I lost my job. And I was like, and that, and that meant I couldn't pay my rent. So like, I was like, all right, I guess I'll just like move back with my parents and like get this thing going. So I moved back to my parents for a couple months and, um, got just kind of like stabilized for, for a second. And, uh, that was in August and in December I moved to the city. I think December of like, was it 2014 or 2014? 2014. Yeah. So then that's when it became real for me, I think. And, and, uh, until then it was just really practice. Um, cause I had a job. It wasn't like my main thing, but really wanted to leave that job. I, I, I'm definitely better with the, with the way things are now, like as far as like work, working and, time off and uh I had a discussion with my cousin uh like when we were kids and he was like my time off is so much more important to me than than money and <laughs> and I like I've always thought about that I'm like yeah it is like mm-hmm. it really is and and I I love having time off I love like <laughs> it I lo- honestly love the responsibility of it all being on me mm-hmm. uh you know, to like get things done. I, I don't really like being under somebody's thumb and it's not like a control thing necessarily. It's more of just like, I, I know I can, I like being in business for myself. So it's nice. Were you working the in question. advertising or design <laughs> before? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was about uh, transitioning from like Instagram shooting to more like, yeah. Like to more. Yeah. Basically I was learning and, I, I think it was also mainly a taste thing too. I had to develop my tastes and figure out like what was good. Cause until then I had never looked 
really at photography in a serious way. So I think also like looking at people that aren't your peers is very important. Like, like uh, there's a photographer named Philip Lorca de Corsia that really got me started. And, and uh, he's so good. His, yeah. His book hustlers. Like I, that, that honestly probably was like one of the, he was probably one of the biggest influences. So the beginning was, of Chris's photo career. That yeah, guy, I think. Yeah. I, I love his stuff and, and uh, yeah. And, you know, since then I've moved on to different artists and, and learned a lot more and I just had to learn what was out there and I kind of had to catch up um, to be honest. And I think the early work was a, probably a, uh, uh, just me looking at people's work that was on Instagram and that's all I really knew. So that was like my interpretation of that, which is, it's already like, I'm not saying it's bad work, but it's not real photo work. I mean, art photo work. So I, you know. Well, just... I think it's just considering like, it just feels like Instagram stuff, like Instagram style. And I think we, we know what, what that means. Basically it just gets lost. I mean, I think, I think there was this, uh, there was this, what is it? There's this figure that I heard in school that they were saying every day we make more photographs than we made in the, in the entire 19th century or something or 18th or 20th century or something like one of the centuries. Anyway, the 1900s, we made we make, uh, you know, more photographs in one day than we did in, the, in, in 100 years before basically social media and all this stuff existed. So Instagram is just a new it's a new like, I mean, while I'm thankful for it and I use it, and it's great it's it's essentially a lot of it's kind of like a new static you know what i mean a lot of there's so many photos being pumped out into the world and and like and really to make something that stands out is something really special you know and something rare and uh and i think the people who realize that are the ones who really who really you know can jump off of it you know um yeah we've seen it happen with friends and and you know it just comes from like not seeing something and being like, I can do something exactly like that, you know, like t- seeing something and then being like, I can make something better than that, or I can make uh, something using that idea, but ele- elevating it in a way. Yeah. Yeah. You guys kind of touched up on it on uh, that last bit. Um, but how do you guys feel about, you know, seeing some of your work? And I think Chris, this happened recently whenever someone like literally took your photo and painted it and had it up on a wall in LA. Um, how do you guys feel when you see stuff like that happen? Um, do you take it as a you know, form of flattery or does it kind of uh, get under your skin a little bit? Um, I, I think it, it's definitely flattering. And, and you know, with, with that person, I, I ended up getting in touch with them and I was just like, hey, like uh, the coffee shop ended up taking it down because it was pretty much a direct copy and they were selling it so I don't have a problem with somebody painting my stuff. It's just like you're selling it and it's like exactly the same and not asking permission. No, it's just kind of, it's, it's not right. And Down to the socks. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, yeah. And I, so I got the coffee shop was awesome. And, and she, the artist ended up getting in touch and I, I just was like, Hey, like it's fine. Like she apologized. And I was like, Hey, it's fine. Just like be careful. Cause it's like, like I'm, I'm glad it was me, honestly, because I, you know, I, because some somebody could totally sue for that, you know, and, sure. and I, I'm not really into that, and I don't, 
you know, unless somebody blatantly keeps doing it or something, I, I don't know. I have no idea. That's never happened to me, but mm. she was gracious and, and I, and she was like very apologetic. And, and I was like, that's fine. Just be careful. Like, I just want people to be informed, honestly. And, and, you know, it's fine. You know, like, it's not like I've never done anything that was like that just because I didn't know, you know, and I, and I knew that's what had happened. They just didn't know. And, and it's okay. You know, it's fine. And it, it's totally flattering. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think years ago I had some, some girl from like, I think it was Thailand, uh, if I'm not mistaken. She asked me if she could, yeah, paint one of my, one of my photographs. And, and I said, yeah, sure. Go for it. And I mean, this massive painting it was super flattering and I'm sure she sold it. And I, I don't mind at all, honestly, from not just in that instance, just cause she, she asked and I was like, you know, what, what am I going to take that? I, I don't want to take money from this girl, you know? So she was like a college student, you know, she's not making anything. So it's like, uh, you know, it, it, there's just different instances, you know, if they ask, like we've had people ask us and we're like, go for it, you know, like, you know, doesn't, doesn't really matter, you know? Obviously, so you heard yeah. it here, you know, like if you're looking to make a bunch of money, <laughs> <laughs> just like email us ask us permission and go ahead and just Obvi- obviously it. obviously that's yeah. not what i meant but if you can put our email addresses yeah, up, yeah, on yeah. The, up on the podcast <laughs> yeah we'll have in the description box yeah sounds good oh that's funny though i feel like what you guys were talking about i hope my sound is working okay now no, you're but, fine um kind of like instagram being this kind of static that is just a lot of the same a lot of every day you post something it gets washed away that's like totally touching on the heartbeat of what mouthwash is and why we started it and so it's kind of cool that there's a lot of artists feeling the same way where like it's kind of tiring after a while it's just like what are we doing on here like this is its own like genre of photography almost and just that desire to make something different and like break out of that and so it's kind of like what led us to even make a print magazine was like okay what's something we can do with these photos where we can like get it in people's hands that they're not just like swiping through so that that vision is totally felt on our end as well and um I feel like probably across the Instagram community but um definitely just starting to make work that you want to make versus just what would look good in your feed or whatever that's been a total thing for us Mm mm-hmm for sure. Yeah, for um, sure. I mean, we definitely feel like that the work we were making wasn't like the most popular. Like it, we never like got like thousands and thousands of likes, you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really about that. But I think we just saw like a, like a niche that we could like and we just did what we liked, you know, and, and I, I think it's so much more valuable and making the work you like ends up being good for you because you end up getting hired to do that work mm-hmm. that you like. So yeah. Whereas somebody that's just strictly Instagram stuff will like, you know, if they want to advance their career, they'll probably just get like, you know, uh, influencer type jobs yeah. or something like that, which is something we're not particularly like, that's not something we're seeking out. I would say, yeah. you know what I mean? I, you and know, we've never really gotten a whole lot of influencer work, which yeah. is fine with me. And, yeah, and so honestly, fun. that's going away. It is like, and, Unless you're, unless, and it's pretty much gone. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, being famous is is going back to the people that were already rightfully famous. You know, mm-hmm. like for sure, celebrities and and models. Like that's that's who's and musicians. Like the people that are 
I don't know. Like it, it's funny I, that there was a time that it was just the, all these photographers and they're good at what they do, but it's just funny that they were like the famous people for a little <laughs> while or like, uh, and like, not that they're not good or, or anything. It's just, you know, it's just funny that that happened. And it, it was definitely a bubble and it, yeah, it was, it was funny. Funny what happens, but now it's going back to like traditional, just being famous. Totally. And, End of an era for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Would you guys say? Um, I don't want to in a bikini, so like I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not right. gonna make it. <laughs> maybe next time. Maybe in the next wave. Yeah. <laughs> would you guys say that? Um, uh, you guys are when you guys get hired out for shoots, you you get asked from clients to shoot your personal style, or you still run into the kind of like they're telling you what to what to do. Um, and if so, and if so, how do you how do you combat that? Um, I think we still get a mix, but I think, uh, I think people generally, what generally happens a lot too is that we get hired for our style, but then they don't let us have a say in a lot of, Mm -hmm. of the either models or like backdrops or, or even the clothing or, you know, so it ends up not really being, um, since I come at my work from a lot more of an art direction like it's like i almost wish they'd let me art direct it a lot but we we do get that opportunity quite a bit but it, there also comes a time where like we want your personal style on this and then they take every decision and make it theirs and it's like all right well we'll still we can still run this camera but it's <laughs> no it's yeah you, you end know, up being more of a dp than anything else you know yeah. just like sort of just like you know you're the you're the monkey behind the but camera yeah yeah yeah. Um, so I mean, we we and we're happy to do that if that's what somebody wants to do. Um, but you know, it just I think that ends up occasionally when people are disappointed, and, and I that's fine. You know, like I I know it's coming because I'm like, okay, I would never want to shoot that. But you know, that's why you're getting paid is you're getting paid to do something that you might not want to do, <laughs> and that's okay. And I'll I'll totally do that. And uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's always a mix. Like, um, but I feel like it is rare that we do like, I don't know, like it's rare that we do something for a client that we're like, I would wholeheartedly do mm-hmm. this and post it. And yeah, I would. This is something I would make myself. Yeah, I mean, I just I'm I'm, I'm just finishing up. I mean, a, a project where where it's been so micromanaged, like that I'm not even in it anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like it's it's just. And, and the whole idea initially was have my eye, you know, so, you know, but this stuff just happens, you know, it's, it's like, you just got to roll the punches, you know, cause at the end of the day they are paying for it and they want what they want. So, you know, yeah, but I think, I think it's rare that we get a project where we're like, wow, this is something I would definitely imagine myself doing. And yeah. I really want people to see that I've done this. <laughs> you yeah. Know? So, yeah. Those projects are pretty rare. Like I, I think, um, but that's why we make our personal work is, you know, cause it's a hundred percent us, you know, and, and, you know, we do exactly what we want to do and we post what we want to post and, um, and that's what people see and that's what people like. And, and some people get it and they just let us do what we want to do. And other people just micromanage the crud out of it. And that's, and they get what they get, you know, and it's, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, 
it's it's des- or it's photographing for people. It's making something for a client. So there's always going to be that's a challenge. Like either designing or taking photos for people or making something for a client is always going to be like a filtered version of. I feel like as long as it's client work, there's always going to be that give and take where they're going to have what they have in mind and you have what you have in mind and you both kind of have to sacrifice a little bit to get that middle ground. It's always, it's always hard when you know what it could be or what you have in mind is like this awesome idea. And they're like, okay, let's do everything except that one part that makes it really unique. Right. It is motivating though, to hear that, you know, you, you guys go through that too, because I think from an outside lens, a lot of people just see like, um, like some of the Apple work you guys just shot or, um, you know, the Visco initiatives, just a lot of, a lot of the stuff you guys shoot and they're like, man, these guys just get to do whatever. But in reality, you guys just make the most out of a hard situation. Um, because not every client's going to be like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. Like, um, that was a really cool project because, uh, it, it, we could really do whatever we wanted on that except for like you know brand names and like just saying there there weren't too many uh too many boundaries but it is funny like when somebody's like all right make something awesome and come back to us in two weeks and we'll see you then <laughs> and we'll see you then and uh yeah and it's it's funny like how that's also kind of scary um when somebody's just like there are no limits go for it it almost and makes it harder sometimes with no parameters. You're like, okay, where do we begin? Parameters are are your friend, honestly. Yeah. As long as they're not too restricting, you know yeah. what I mean? Like because it wasn't even like make a bunch of portraits. It was like yeah. make pictures and videos or whatever. Like that, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's like a it's like a interesting thing to do. But there's definitely a like when you have when you know that the sky's the limit. You know, the sky is the limit. You know, and it's sort of. You there's know. there's one photo in that series that's uh that's of fruit and like when you see us photographing fruit like you know like we're like coming to the end creatively you know like <laughs> you know it's like we have no like we need one more photo and like we're like we can't you know so it you know it's <laughs> pull yeah, out the fruit nice. yeah yeah um, let's buy a pineapple that's that's yeah. usually the uh the, the the gameplay there yeah. so there's like an emergency bag of props that's always full of fruit just in case yeah people love fruit yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but awesome. did you guys end up shooting video for the apple set as well or was that just photos we did photo and video did we do like we i think we did like 15 photos and like and five videos, I think. Yeah. yeah, which was which was cool. Yeah, because the you know the the you know the film we were shooting was pretty powerful. Was powerful, and honestly, I think it's the first time I've actually been impressed with a with a phone on a camera. Mm. Okay, yeah, not, not, camera on a phone. Yeah, that, yeah, that other way. Sorry, the other way around. Uh, camera on a phone. Yeah, and not that's not that's not a plug. That's actually just the truth of it. Um, yeah. yeah, it was cool, and we're gonna be speaking at the Brooklyn. Uh, Williamsburg location on the 25th of September, which I don't know when you guys are posting this, but um, yeah, keep that in there just so people will know they missed it if this yeah, post yeah, after yeah. that. Yeah, some FOMO. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's cool. It, like it's uh, it's an honor and it's, it's nice to be uh, 
doing something like that or be asked to do something like that. So you guys mentioned video. Um, are you guys, is that something you guys want to continue to pursue or is it just something that you guys kind of just dabble here and there? Um, I know, I noticed on a recent interview, you guys see always push each other and try new processes. Um, interesting to, to see that translate in other mediums. Yeah. Um, so we try to do like, we do like fashion videos a lot. Like whenever I do an editorial or something, um, we'll do like a short video with it, which is about my speed because it's, it's not too much. Um, so I've done some music videos and I, and not saying I'll never do that again. And I, I would, if the right project came along, but I, I, it's a long process and it's, it's fun, but it's like, it, you're going to be inside for like two weeks, um, working on it, you know? And, um, so yeah, I do like video, but I think, I think it's not totally my favorite thing to work on. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been cool. Um, Jonathan and I just, uh, worked on a project, uh, for this magazine. It's, it, it, we literally haven't even edited this stuff yet, but it's, uh, uh, photos of Dolph Lundgren, who is uh, an action hero actor. He was uh, the he was the guy Rocky fought in Rocky Two. So yeah. I must break oh you. Like, the yeah. big Russian guy, and yeah. he's like sixty something now, and uh, really really nice guy. But we we did like a little like we did photos and a, and we're, we're going to work on a little video. Um, but yeah, that, that's about my speed. I don't know if Jonathan feels any different. I, I mean, I, honestly, to tell you the truth, this year has been so video heavy for me. Like all the job, like most of the jobs I'm getting are video and I'm doing like editorials here and there. And stuff like that. But, um, but a lot of my, I've had a heavy, heavy load of, uh, of, of, uh, video work this year. Um, and I really enjoy it to tell you the truth. Cause I feel like a lot of my inspiration for visual things comes from film. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I've been doing that a lot. I'm just finishing up on a few, few projects now and I'd, I'd love to, I'd really like to transition into more narrative based things that aren't just strictly, uh, for, you know, a magazine or, or a fashion thing. Um, but you know, and, and, and through video, I've gotten a chance to work with some of my favorite photographers and stuff like that. So it's been, it's been actually really beneficial for me. Um, so yeah, I, I really like it. I, and, and, and I, I'm pushing into it. So that's one w- way where I feel like Chris and I are sort of, uh, you know, a little different. It was as I, I really enjoy the film thing. It's like I really like the process. I actually enjoy editing and stuff like that. It's, it's fun. It's, um, when you say video, do you so, necessarily mean like um, directing or, or like DP? Well, I've DP'd for for a bunch of things, but also, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do more directing. And I directed a, a video for this magazine that's coming out pretty soon. Uh, uh, Shern or Sean, however you pronounce it, I should probably learn that. But uh, but uh, yeah, I directed something for them to like release their magazine, so that's pretty cool. Um, and that was just a short thing, but but sort of getting into the director's chair and and not just sort of like shooting whatever a director wants is really nice. Um, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I'd like to be on the director's side of things more often. But I also really enjoy shooting, so um, you know. I'm I'm totally good for like the gorilla style, you know, running around with a camera while directing. You know, that's 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 my speed. I like that. Did you ever like struggle with like as a going from a photographer like to completely letting go of control of camera? 
Yeah, and I feel like the way the way that that I've transitioned mostly is like I, I started shooting with a friend and we shot with these little black magic pocket cameras, um, real tiny cameras, and you basically can set them up so you shoot like a super eight. So basically, you're you um you can it basically forces you to run around with this thing like glued to your eyes. So it's like the shaky super eight looking footage. So I feel like it, it was a nice nice doing that because it was sort of. Uh, you know, took me away from the sort of like cold locked off thing of just like a, of a picture that sort of freezes time, you know? So I went, I feel like I jumped to the opposite end of the video spectrum where it's kind of like this dirty running around video thing. So I feel like that was a good way to loosen me up from the beginning. And I feel like now I'm transitioning, kind of getting more, uh, leaning into like sort of cleaner videos and stuff like that, cleaner editing, uh, more locked off shots, really a little more precise. Uh, you know, so I feel like that was, really good for me, but I feel like photographers switching to video have a tendency to want to shoot like you're shooting a photograph, which can end up making a really boring video. You know what I mean? Shooting like essentially like a still shot of like just a little things moving, which can be cool, but I think they kind of have to be placed with more dynamic shots, you know, moving, tracking, different stuff like that, you know? So I feel like uh, the way I started was like really nice, uh, kind of like immediately like got me out of that you know, doing that sort of, yeah. Man, I I'm totally curious feel to that. see, I, is there anybody? I shoot. <laughs> go for it. Oops, sorry, no, no, Abe. I was just going to say, I totally resonate with that. Like, I wanting to shoot video, mostly shooting photo right now, kind of feeling that tension of like, how do I still control this angle and like every aspect of the shot, like how I would for a photo. And like, I getting past that control issue has been the biggest part for me and not resorting to like you said just a locked off shot with something because that's so easy it's like okay I get this this is my comfort zone like this is totally cool but instead like learning to embrace that extra element of like the movement has been definitely a challenge but um a good challenge just adding time to the process. I mean, you know, there's time with photograph, but it's a thousandth of a second. You know? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> you know, you're essentially shooting a photograph that lasts for, you know, 10 seconds, you know, and how to make that interesting, you know. So it's 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 like there's a couple new dimensions added to it that are really interesting. And just the production level is like so like so many more people involved, so many more moving parts to it literally and just like how to organize it all has been it's a good challenge, but definitely it's been a harder process for me to switch over. For sure. No, I was just going to ask, Go ahead, uh, John, is there anybody that uh, you guys t talked about some of your photography um, inspiration? Would you say your film in inspiration is about the same or, or uh, like where? What you mean the films that inspire Chris and I or the films you know, like that... the, the video inspiration? That oh, no, it's, it's more through filmmakers. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just a different medium. You know what I mean? A lot of photographers, like, you know, when it says they directed a video for somebody, it's not even them really handling the, the video. You know what I mean? It's, it's some DP and their editors that, that put it together. So it's, so, and I've been on the side where I've been the DP, you know, on those things or the editor, you know, so it's, you kind of get to see like the sausage being made and you realize that these guys actually aren't making the video most of the time. And that's fine because usually when they're asked to, to direct something, it's like, it just the you know, the magazine being like, Oh, can you make a video? And they're like, sure. You know, so, so they're not, they don't, they never claim to be filmmakers, you know, but uh, no, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, movies are, have been really, have been really great for me. Like I think some of my favorite direct, I really like the Coen brothers. Uh, um, trying to think of some, 
or a lot of like weird indie films and stuff like that. Like there's this one by the guy who did Drive, uh, Nicholas Winding Refn, I think his name is. Uh, it's called the Pusher Trilogy. It's really interesting. It's all shot on like 16 millimeter in like Denmark in like the late 90s, early 2000s. So stuff like that I find really interesting, you know, like, um, or, you know, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. So most, most of my inspiration are, are just directors and stuff like that. I think th- those are the people that, that really inspire me for, for film. Yeah, that, like, uh, A24, the recent, like, A24 stuff that has been coming out, um, I've been really into. Oh, yeah. Did you see uh, Good Time? No, the last Have one I saw that? was uh, Eighth Grade, but I haven't, I haven't seen I have yeah, I've heard really good things, but but yeah, uh, good times actually. These two brothers in uh, in New York, uh, the Safdie brothers, and it's a movie with uh, the guy that played the vampire in the Twilight movies. What's his name? Um, Robert Pattinson. Which you know, seeing this movie, he's in it, and you think you're just thinking you know of those movies, but he's incredible in it. The movie's shot like really kind of like dirty gorilla style around the around the city and stuff like that. Uh, and it's just a really inspiring. Yeah, that's really funny. Great. No, I'll def- definitely have to watch that. Um, Ken's, is there anything you want to add to that? Um, I would just another question I had that I always think is interesting to ask is how, like, geographically, how you think being in. Um, I know you guys are in New York right now, but how that has maybe affected your style? Because just being. You know, Abe grew up in Texas. I'm in Chicago um, now, like maybe L.A. Like they totally have different feels to the way you start. So I think like L.A., a lot of like starting photographers there, you know, they have the ocean and the mountains and like everything's beautiful. Everything's sunny. And in Chicago, everything's like kind of crusty and like more industrial. And we kind of just like throw up um, like colored paper or whatever to kind of get that same essence. So I'm curious as how maybe New York has affected your style or just being in that like New York environment. Do you think that's spoken into the way you guys shoot? Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think either Jonathan or I are huge fans of, I know this might sound stupid, but we're not huge fans of the landscape here. (laughs) Yeah. Or just the Um, city. I don't know if we feel super inspired by like, just how crusty it is. Like you said, crusty. <laughs> yeah. It is here, um, which is funny because I, I know a lot of people love it, but I, I'm i more into like uh, like retro styles, like LA, like, uh, like Palm Springs. Kind of French. Like, yeah, Palm Springs is awesome. Like, I really like that stuff. And even that stuff is a little kitschy now, but like I really, uh, yeah. So living here, I, I think a lot of, I mean, why I like living here doing photos is just the resources you have. Mm. Um, you have, you end up having, I mean, you have, everybody comes through New York, you know, everybody that's in the business, uh, models, makeup artists, hair, like you can put a message out the night before a shoot and get your whole crew together with people you've never met, you know, and, you know, anywhere else, I can't really imagine that happening, but, uh, you know, and yeah. And like, even like equipment or like studios are just everywhere. And, and it's, um, you know, the, you know, you can get to the ocean pretty quick. You can get to the mountains pretty quickly within an hour. So, I mean, you know, it has decent, it has decent resources in that way too. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I think it's changed our style too, because it's just, you're always, 
always looking at work. You're always like, it's always in your face. You're always meeting new people that offer you things just like, um, Hey, like I've got this, I've got this studio open this week if you want to use it or, um, Hey, like, you know, agencies will reach out for modeling agencies and be like, Hey, these girls are in town or, you know, like, so I, I think it's just like a lot of things are available to us that we wouldn't have anywhere else. And I think that's a really great reason to live here. Even if you don't really love, I like New York, but I, I definitely would rather live like somewhere else if I could, <laughs> you know, just with the view or, you know, um, but we, there are reasons that I really like it and, yeah, that's probably one of them for me. Yeah, I think Chris and I always joke about like sort of people talking like at, like having this like romance about the city and stuff like that. Because I think we're not particularly like we didn't move to New York because we're like, I want to live in New York. You know, that was not like that wasn't anything having to do with, with why we moved here. Um, we always just joke about people talking about like how the city has a pulse and all this different stuff and like being so inspired by it. And Chris and I are just like, yeah, sure, man. You know, like, <laughs> sure, yeah, if you feel the pulse, go for it, follow it, you know. But uh, but I think with my work, I mean, honestly, like seeing as I'm not super inspired by the city, I, it's actually pushed me into the studio. And I feel like I have, I, you know, my studio practice is, is um, I mean, that's mostly wh where I make most of my work, you know, sort of like in the white cube and sort of where I can construct scenarios or you know and chris chris definitely does the same thing so yeah it's kind of um, like creating your own environment your own world rather than you know using the landscape around you exactly yeah everything's sort of a construction that's that's been through your mind first before it you know sort of started exist existing so yeah so it's it's interesting in that sense you know i feel like it seems like maybe like a cynical view of the city but it's just it's just the truth so of do it, you guys you know? see like both of y'all staying in new york for a while I, I think so, you know, um, at least for a little while. I think it's funny. I think both of our wives are uh, – my wife is from Virginia. Like, she lived on a river and, like, <laughs> things like that. And, like, she moved here two years ago, and and she's great. Like, she hasn't complained at all. <laughs> but she definitely, like – like, we constantly are taking trips to the beach or trips to, like, upstate and – you know, just like to get out of town because it's not her favorite. She loves, she loves nature and she's a sweetheart. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's, um, I think, you know, hopefully all will go well and we'll be able to, uh, the hope is that you can move upstate and, you know, still work in the city because it's only an hour or something. That's so, the dream. Yeah, yeah, that's the dream. Totally. You guys are both represented by Tinker Street. Um is that something that mm -hmm. would allow you to happen just because you are like represented? So you're, you're not going into like a nine to five every day where it's like in one location. Um, Tinker Street's great. And, and I think it's been really helpful to have them have our backs, but I don't feel like it, it's still on us to make good work and still completely on us to like make things happen for ourselves. So like I, it's still like, you know, it's almost like a band being like, we got signed right. or something. It's like, it's still on you guys to make good music or, um, so like, I think like when anybody, when any artist gets signed, they think they've like made it, but it's like, if you keep making junk work, like they're going to drop you. So, um, not that there's any you know threat of that happening. Heard we, if you, we really heard like your first guys. Tinker. 
<laughs> but uh but yeah i mean it's still totally on us to like make good stuff and that that's honestly i you know what i i worry about making great stuff i get stressed out about making really good stuff that i like and you know that's on me and i i, I really like it's really nice to have an agent to like be, like handle your emails and stuff and they do a great job and and they they fight for us and stuff but you know at the end of the day like if we're not producing good content then it's all over for us so um but no it's it's definitely helpful in a way but not it's not like the end or like you know it's not like we haven't arrived because we're signed or something would you say there was is a difference from when you guys um were independent like freelancers versus when you guys got signed I would say, I mean, I, I actually just started with Tinker. What was it? It was the beginning of this year. Uh, and I, the only difference is that I just, I, I mean, I have a tendency to like not know standards for like, you know, like, like I, I will under, undervalue myself, you know, for, uh, you know, for jobs and, and, you know, guys from Tinker will be like, uh, no, uh, no, we're going to ask for this much or, you know, something like that. And I'm like, okay, go for it. You know, so I just, it's nice to leave them, leave that in their hands because I, I am consider myself. I, I, I don't think I'm very good on that end of things. So that's been that's been really helpful. But yeah. I think our work's the same. I don't think I, my work has changed or anything like that since I've since I've started. You know what I mean? It, it only really changes for you know whatever client I'm shooting for. Yeah. You know, we still have like complete freedom to do what we want. Like they might make suggestions, like hey, like this part of your book could be better or something. But like they really let us do our own thing um and then just have our back like when we need them yeah which so is nice because we're we're stubborn you know we don't we don't really yeah. like to do what other people tell us to do <laughs> with yeah. our own work creative. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah cool um so to kind of wrap this up on like a lighter note are you guys into any tv shows right now any reading any good books what are you doing on your downtime um, I don't read. So this is Chris. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, I, I'll start reading a book and I will immediately start thinking, like I'll be reading the words and I will start thinking about something else. And that's how I've always been. And, and during school, that that's how I was too. Um, so I look at pictures, um, listen to music, watch documentaries, uh, yeah, I've been. This sounds so stupid, but like I'm in. Uh, I'm into a lot of. I've been listening to a lot of Beatles recently because when I was younger, I did not like them. I thought I was like, why does everybody like this? And then I, I, uh, yeah, I started listening to them recently and started with some of their later stuff. And I was like, man, I'm actually I actually really like this, and because my wife is a big fan, and and uh, yeah, and now I'm just like. I've gone deep on YouTube and like just started mm-hmm. watching all the documentaries, like deep, real deep cut stuff. Yeah. He keeps talking to people like, have you guys heard this band, the Beatles? Yeah. They're yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a little, <laughs> a little bit late to it. Yeah. I, uh, I've been, uh, I've been reading a lot of Vonnegut. Um, cause I like, you know, he's like a humorist and like, 
he has these really intense concepts, but he's also like, he's also kind of immature in the way he writes, which he even says in his, in his books and stuff like that, you know? So it's this like great mix of like a great plot and really, really excellent concepts mixed with some guy writing sometimes like a little childishly, you know, um, which I really appreciate. And also uh, I've been watching a lot of the great, uh, was it the great British baking show or something like that? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't stop. You know what I mean? When they start talking about the lamination of their of their dough, uh, you know, I, I just I'm hooked. You know, I can't stop. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like I read a lot of sci-fi, and I feel like I don't know if that has an effect on my work or anything like that. But maybe I'll look back ten years from now and see that it did. Who knows? Um, I've I've been uh, getting a lot of art books recently. I do look like to look at art books a lot, and I just got this one by. Uh, it's not by Richard. It's about uh, Richard Bernstein, who did all the like uh, airbrushing and screen printing for Andy Warhol, like all the oh, interview wow. covers and stuff. It just came out. I just saw it and I was like, oh, that looks awesome. But I love I love the finished product of those uh, those covers, like the early covers and stuff like that. But um, yeah. What was that book called? I think it's called Star Maker. OK, I'll uh, have to look it up. Yeah, um, and it's I think it's Richard Bernstein, but I totally off. Like, just look up, yeah, you know, look up. It's definitely Bernstein, and it's definitely Star Maker, I think, and it might be definitely Richard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something Bernstein Star something. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, I don't read. Um, I definitely don't comprehend much. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, John, any Netflix series you've been watching? Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think of one I just finished up. I mean, you're watching Jack Ryan. Oh, well, that was that's Amazon. But yeah, yeah. I watched the I watched uh, Jack Ryan with that. Uh, what is it? Uh, with the well, Jim from The Office, mainly because he's Jim from The Office. Um, so I just I have a love affair with John. Turns Kuzinski. out it's nothing like. Yeah, yeah, I was really, I was expecting Pam to pop up at yeah. any point, and I just really, it just really took a left turn. I was like, I think yeah. it's a prequel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I did that, and then, yeah, honestly, that baking show, and then I pretty much go through that 70s show in the office, like, sort of in the background uh, to my day-to-day. I, I, I edit and, and, and work to those two shows, sort of, yeah. It's funny, we, we I think together we watch a lot of comedy, and, like, uh or at least I do. I watch a lot of stand-up and uh, comedy, and I think I don't know. At least for me, like that same humor, like that we work pretty immature all together. But I think like <laughs> our work doesn't really like maybe years sometimes, like just with a sense of humor. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I pretty much don't bring that same sense of humor into my work. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. kind of interesting, but. We're like joking about poop and like <laughs> yeah, and just, like stuff like real, real low parts are great. Stuff, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like that, the no, lowest, yeah, 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 the lowest hanging fruit. Like yeah. that's pretty much like my humor. Uh, wise love it, great. But um, no, the, the you know, it's funny. Yeah, the the art. I feel like our personalities and then some. Sometimes the seriousness of our work does just not not line up. You know, or you know, like our. Yeah. I've been told recently, actually, like I, I don't know. I, I feel like we just make the work whatever, whatever we want at that time, you know, that I've had somebody look at my book recently and wonder if I was the same photographer as like the one who shot this photo. That's like a couple scrolls down on my page. You know what I mean? So it's like, 
I don't know. There's something weird. There's like, there's like a disconnect somewhere where we just kind of make whatever we want. And that's, that's, that's the work we make, you know, I don't know. I would love to see your guys's photo style mixed with your sense of humor and see, see what would happen there. <laughs> yeah. I think that was like our, our teenage work. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. A, a lot of you news. Go back on YouTube. You could probably, yeah. 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 A lot of, a lot of uh, <laughs> self portrait nudes and stuff like no, that. That's great. Um, I did want one more question before we left. Um, just curious to see what your guys' long-term uh, goals are. It's been really cool to see you guys, I mean, for the last, I don't know, five, six years, just progress and do great work. Um, but yeah, just see if you guys had anything, you know, planned going forward. You know, for me, I mean, I'm doing a lot of video stuff and that's made, you know, obviously I, I, I'd like to push a little bit further into that and maybe eventually be directing some stuff, um, you know, films or, or, you know, something, something of the like, you know, but, uh, I feel like that's, that's a goal eventually, uh, you know, and I'm sort of starting, I have, I have some things under my belt that I feel good about and, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm just improving and, and, you know, getting better as I go. Um, so that, and then, I don't know. Honestly, a lot of the times I just, I just think I want some, some sort of stability, you know, I mean, which is kind of hard as a freelancer sometimes, but, uh, but the goal is, you know, is just to keep pushing and, you know, um, getting to a point where, you know, work makes new work and, and then, you know, kind of cruising from there. Chris, what about you? Um, and for me, yeah, I think just money is like, <laughs> the biggest yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I'll second that. I, yeah. yeah, it's really it's rent's expensive in yeah. the city. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I think it's funny because I I kind of just take it as it comes. Like I I don't I've never been one to like think like too far because it's it almost seems like uh, I think it's good to like have like a thought about like what your goals might be, but so many things happen in between here and there, like. That's I don't know for me for me anyway I mean it's just personal thoughts mm -hmm. but I think a more um, vague vague sense of expectations yeah. is actually kind of uh, kind of beneficial in a way because you know you can make make these specific plans and that is just not where you end up yeah <laughs> you like, know, so. yeah like being a director sounds romantic but then you know and, and like that would be super cool you know if we got to and we've talked about doing like uh, there's like a short film that we've been talking about doing um, together and. You know, we haven't really planned anything on it, but we've talked about like what it is, you know, the the subject. It's out there. It's in our dream journals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, it's it's interesting. I, and and I think if we wanted to direct, you know, we could do it in a couple weeks. You know, it's not like I don't think it's that far off. And you know, it it's easy to put something together when you just spend your time on it. And um. But I'm I'm currently doing what I want to be doing, and I, you know, I I know my myself when I get bored, I, I will start on something else, you know, and um, that's kind of how I play it. I'm like I'm having fun, that's good. I'm like pretty happy with what I'm doing right now, so I'm gonna keep on going, and I know when I'm not being challenged and stuff like that. So that's the motivator, or or I see something that I'm like. I see some new work come out and be like, well, everything I made is crap. And, you know, and like, that's an excellent motivator. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what you get all the time, especially in New York. And, and you see something you're like, Oh, like, why didn't I think of that? Or like, mm. you know, just like anybody else, you know, anybody else sees 
something like that. Yeah, those um, people that say that say don't compare yourselves to others, I think they don't really know what they're talking about sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like, you know, especially, yeah, sort of. I mean, in, in a way, you know, because, you know, like every you have to understand that everything that you make is informed by something else that has been made before it. Mm. Everything. always. You know what I mean? So you're never going to make something that's completely original. Honestly, all you can do is make something, make something, you know, that, that has a new direction or something like that, you know? So, and that comes through comparison, comparing, sorry, comparing yourself to different artists or yourself, your own work. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like that's how you move better work by realizing that I can do better whatever than what I've already done or you know so you know in that way uh comparison is actually really really uh positive yeah that's good I I had a professor explain it to me as like a family tree like you're not just yourself but there's people around you that are influencing you and you're getting like your genes from so you're not just an individual artist making your own stuff but it's like you're part of this larger family tree Exactly. Yeah. It's like a collective, you know, it's a collective sort of mass of art that we're making, you know what I mean? And also, I mean, that also, I think should push you to be educated about what's been made and and to really do research, you know what I mean? Like, and not be, honestly, don't be a dumb artist, you know, Totally. that like doesn't pay. That's, that's, I think that's, again, back to Instagram. I think that's, that's a lot about like, what makes some of that stuff so forgettable is that they're making something that's beautiful, but you know, like it's, it's like taking a picture of a sunset. You're like, wow, that's really beautiful. But you look up sunset on Google and there's like a million plus images, a very similar sunset, you know, sure. It's beautiful, but it's nothing new, you know, so. Preach. No, that's, that's, that's some good stuff. <laughs> um, I guess that's, that's a good one to kind of end things on. Uh, Ken's, is there anything you want to add? Uh, Chris and John as well. No, I mean, thanks for taking the time and, chatting with us it was really great having you guys on yeah thanks for letting us talk at you later guys (laughs) thanks again for listening to the mouthwash podcast for more information you can follow us on social media or check us out at mouthwash.com